podcast? I don't need a podcast. I need pictures of Spider-Man. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spider Crimes Podcast. Today we'll be discussing Suicide Squad, the latest entry into the DC Extended Cinematic Universe. Consider this your spoiler warning, listeners. If you haven't seen it, then get out now. But if you have, you're going to want to stick around. Spider crimes, spider crimes, reading comic books all the time. Are they good? You decide. When you listen to spider crimes, hey there, where? These are the spider crimes. Welcome to the Spider Crime Suicide Squad special. I'm your host, Corey, and joining me are Matt. How you doing, Matt? I'm good, Corey. How about you? I'm pretty good, man. Thanks for asking. And Dan, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Good, man. Spider um, crimes. Pretty good. Yeah. Spider crimes. We're all right. Yeah, man. Uh, okay, so a little bit of info as we get right into things. Last week's Suicide Squad hit theaters nationwide and several places worldwide, not China. Uh, it was directed and written by David Ayer, maker of End of Watch and Fury. Uh, the film received a lot of backlash from critics, finishing at a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes, but still managed to rake in almost $135 million domestically in its opening weekend, shattering the August record that I believe belonged Guardians. to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. So needless to say, this was a big film. Mm-hmm. Um, before we start discussing the actual film, I want to talk about hype levels going in, expectations. Uh, I'll say that I was pretty excited for this movie. I am the lesser of the DC fans out of the three of us. I thought it looked fun. I thought it looked like something new. And I loved uh, the director's previous films. I think Fury is incredible. So I was excited to see his first follow-up. What about you, Dan? Um, I forgot it was coming out. Um, Good. Well, here's the thing: is I don't have a TV, so like, or I do have a TV, but I don't have cable, so I don't watch TV ever. I just watch like Netflix and Amazon Prime, so I don't see a lot of TV spots or anything that really kind of confirm like you know, something's coming up. So I saw something on Twitter about it, and I was like, "Oh, right, that's coming out or whatever," because there was all that controversy about the article where I think it was in GQ or Esquire, Vanity Fair, some magazine where like the writer was like super sexist towards margot robbie that's what kind of reminded me the movie was coming out uh and then i again forgot it was coming out like because that was like the previous week and then like mark phillips front of the show um he we're in a group chat like me him doll on the couch and a few other people was like anyone want to go see suicide squad and i was like yeah i'll go see suicide squad so <laughs> that should tell you how i felt going into the movie <laughs> I heard That's about so the, funny because you're like probably the biggest DC fan out of the which, three of us. Right. It's just yeah. – <laughs> I mean like I got life, man. I got classes. I got work yeah. to do and stuff. So like I haven't seen any movies this summer. I can't even remember the last movie I saw in theaters before this. Um, so probably Civil War. I was just saying, was, I think it was no, it was, it was Warcraft. Warcraft was the last movie. Oh, right. ah, Warcraft. Warcraft. Rest in great. peace, baby. I thought the movie was great. Um, <laughs> I didn't no. see Yeah, it's pretty like good. Warcraft. Yeah, it's pretty good. Anyway. Anyway, Matt. oh, you want to be pumped? All right, right, good. <laughs> um, we done, Dan? Yeah, I was basically done. I was just gonna say, like, like I just remember hearing the bad reviews. And I was like, oh, that's coming out, and then I saw it, and I was like, okay, okay. Um, I was <laughs> kind of in between you guys. Like, I think I was on Corey's side, and that I was like excited and looking forward to it because it like looked different, and I was hoping that it would redeem, you know, the DC movies a little bit, like maybe give DC their first good movie. Um, and I was looking forward to seeing it, uh, and it was definitely on my radar, but I wasn't, like, super hyped about it. I was just, I was more anxious. I'm just like, is this going to be good? I, like, I was really curious as to whether or not it was going to be good. 
Uh, and actually, I, I was I saw it on vacation, and I had kind of a fight with all of the people I was on vacation with, like trying to get as many people to come. And then I ended up going with my uncle and my dad, and it was a great time. Dude, hey, nice. I, I love good movies with Matt's dad. He's so great at movies. <laughs> he, he, after the movie ended, he goes, "Wait, so which one was Jared Leto?" And then, <laughs> oh, the that's credits, awesome. He was like, "Who was Margot Robbie?" Like, <laughs> it was just I love him so much. <laughs> what was the environment in the theater? Because I saw it opening night. I know you guys saw it on the Thursday, but I saw it opening night, and there was not an empty seat in the house. There was a lot of a lot of hype in that theater. Same. We had to not sit together. There was that many people in the theater when we saw. Well, Dan, it. you should have got there earlier. That's your own fault. We got there at like eight thirty. Corey, oh. we got there real early, actually, sir. Because there was five of us together, so we had to, we had to. Sit. What time was your showing? Nah. No, wait, wait. It started at eight. We got there at seven thirty. All right, Matt. Uh, I saw it at, like, this beach theater, so it was, like, I mean, the theater was full, but there were empty seats, like, but it was, like, a small, like, independent-run theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, alright, so the big question is, did you like the movie or not? If not, what are the things that you did like? I will start this off by saying I did not like the movie, but more so than Batman v Superman, there were things in the movie that I did like. Uh, like obviously Margot Robbie absolutely killed it. Uh, there was some awesome snippets of Batman hidden in there, and I thought Boomerang was great. And I loved seeing that actor get a good, thick Australian role. Uh, Matt. Well, I I I liked it. I mean, I didn't actually. I don't know. I <laughs> I didn't dislike it, but I didn't really love it. But I was like, I, th- I thought it was fine. But um. I agree in that I think I, I think my kind of summary of it is I think that the characters were really good and all the actors did a great job and the movie does a lot of stuff that like works but overall it was just like it was okay. Um, I think that I, I want I also wanted to point out the Batman stuff and also the Flash cameo. I, I really like the way that um, DC is handling. I mean. Kind of, I like, I mean, obviously, overall, I don't like the way they're handling their cinematic universe, but I like the way that they're playing with all the toys in the toy box. Like, well, Batman would logically be there, so let's show him. Why not? Just do it. Right. Yeah, and Flash. Well, Flash. Like, Flash he, he was logically... so small and so simple. Yeah. Just show him. Just have him show up for a second. Why not? Mm-hmm. It makes the universe feel more real and authentic to the comics, I feel like. And they didn't make a big deal out of the cameos, yeah. like I feel Marvel does sometimes. Yeah. Dan? Um, so when I first, when we first left the theater, I remember we were all sitting around. I was like, that was like fine. I was like, I was like six out of 10. And then like everybody I was with like hated it though. And they were, but they weren't like, oh my God, worst movie ever. They're just more like pretty blase. I guess they are. I remember Mark, the, you know, who I mentioned earlier, he said it was like a four out of 10. And then like we were with Tom Wade. He said it was like, uh, he said he just never got into it. And then. Abdal on the couch, I just assume he didn't like it because he hasn't brought it up once. And then, <laughs> and then Abdallah's friend Logan was there, and he mentioned in the group chat that he didn't like it. But you know, but they aren't really huge movie guys, so I imagine they didn't really have like tons of like. Right. But I remember when I got out, when I was in the movie, I was like, the stuff that like worked was good, but not great, and the yeah. stuff that didn't work was bad, but not like movie breaking and like you know like doesn't yeah, like destroy do. the movie. It's just like kind of like there 
Yeah, I remember I was thinking, like, if this was made in, like, 2006, I think we'd all think it was a lot better. But, like... Yeah, you said that. I yeah, agree It's that. one of those movies... I think we're at this, this point in superhero movies where it's, like, there's, like, the standard's so high, and, like, you... Like, if you're not making, like, the newest, like, best superhero movie, then it's kind of just, like, meh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I slept on it, and I was, like, it was just okay. Like, I remember thinking it was, like... I woke up the next day, and I don't remember anything in that movie. It's Monday. I don't remember a single thing that happened in the movie. Yeah, that's a good point. I was I mean, making a list. And I, had to, I had to, like, I just kind of wrote down, like, the things I liked. I put a little check mark next to it. Cool. And then I put things I didn't like, and there's, like, five things. <laughs> like, as in there's a total of, like, five things I listed that I could remember from the movie. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like that. But it wasn't like Batman maybe Superman. Superman, we're halfway through the movie, I was like, please, God, get me out of here. Mm, exactly. At least Suicide Squad, I don't want to say it kept me entertained because there were, I, it was, like, super predictable. Mm-hmm. But at least I wasn't like, Jesus Christ, this needs to end now. Right. And yeah. I think Matt brought up – I think it's the characters that keep you in it. Like, oh, I yeah. wholeheartedly agree. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There was always somebody on screen to watch. Mm-hmm. Usually, to me, it was Margot Robbie. Or yeah. Will Smith. I was. I thought. Yeah, Will Smith was good. I thought yeah. Will Smith killed it. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that we have a live action Harley Quinn. Like, yeah, that's true, man. That's that's, true. that's so random and awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was good. Like, I, I was. She was actually my biggest concern. I was so worried that Margot Robbie wasn't going to do Harley Quinn justice because that's such a specific character. And in the trailers, you couldn't really tell whether or not she was doing the Jersey accent. But I think she knocked it out of the park. I cannot agree more. That leads me into the next question. I want to go through the characters and talk about them briefly. So we don't want to need to spend too much time on any of these, but can we all agree that Harley kind of stole the show? Margot Margot Robbie knocked it out of the park. Sure. Oh yeah, dude. She's like the hottest up and coming actress. Like I mean that as in like, you know, like biggest star, not like attractiveness because that's all people talk about when it comes to Margot yeah. Robbie. Well she is very attractive. Yeah, I but will like she's only twenty five. Yeah. What actress what oh, famous, makes me feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> she's only three years older than us. Um yeah. but like what what famous like mainstream actress like isn't attractive. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. so it's like mm-hmm. I don't know why people always bring it up and like characters like duh. It's like Well while we're talking about Harley, let's go right into the Joker. Uh. Boo. Blah. I didn't Super when I first saw the movie, I came out of there and I was like, he was fine. Maybe he wasn't given enough to do, maybe it was the script problems. And then I the kept thinking on it. Yeah. A, he doesn't need to be in the movie. B, he's not he's not the Joker. No. He's a thug with makeup on. Yep. He acts like nothing more than a mob boss. He's never one step ahead of the game. And I thought it would have been cool if he wasn't in the movie until the final scene when he breaks Harley out. That would have been a cool little surprise yeah. Easter egg type thing to to further build the mythology and lead into a Batfleck Joker movie. Did yeah. they really think that I thought the Joker died in that helicopter crash oh if Harley didn't oh die? Like, We're going to kill off the Joker in his first appearance. That's, that's so stupid. That's, that was so That's cool. like where the editing of this movie really like – We'll get to that later, obviously, but that's just always it sticks out. Like and that reminds me of like another part with the Joker when we see him and Harley living a normal life. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. I didn't think about it, and then my little sister saw it, and she came home, and I was like, "What'd you think?" And she was like, "It was good." I was like, "What'd you think about the joke?" And she goes, "He looked weird as a normal person." And I was like, "Yeah, that was really jarring." Yeah. The Dark Knight pulled it off though, because yeah, it was organic, but it was just an awkward thing. The the. The thing about – this is the, one of my concerns with the Joker was the fact that um, this movie got the Joker and Harley's relationship wrong. Um, the Joker and Harley Quinn, she loves him, but he's like abusive towards her 
but he doesn't give a crap about her. He doesn't care about her at all. He just uses her when it's convenient for him. And this movie had him, like, breaking her out of prison. Like, I can't see yeah. the Joker in the comics doing that. I'm sorry, I can't. The thing that really irks me about Jared Leto, and this is, like, super specific, but I've been using teeth whitener over the summer. <laughs> and I, I rub it on my teeth, and I can't move my upper lip. So I talk like this. <laughs> and to me, that's what Jared Le- Leto sounded like. <laughs> Like he just Spot couldn't on. move his upper lip. I'm not gonna kill y'all. I'm just gonna hurt y'all. Really, really bad. He sounds like you make him sound like he's like some weird like '50s cowboy star. <laughs> like, I don't think the editing helped Jared Leto out because there was some wonky editing in those yeah. Joker scenes. Yeah, I just I think Jared Leto could play a really good traditional Joker, and I don't know why they had to just try to do the Heath Ledger thing again. His forehead still says damaged, you guys. I, know. I thought it's a dangerous. They said, no, it's they said they were going to explain that. They said he's damaged and broken. They said there was going to be like a reason that he has that tattoo. Because and he's hurt inside. They you never, just don't get it. They never addressed it. It was just there. <laughs> um, it's stupid. All right, moving on. Deadshot. Arguably one of the main characters. Obviously one definitely of the main the characters. Main character. yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's definitely the main character. Yeah, he's Will Smith did it well. I thought his character was a little boring, though. Maybe it's because the action wasn't as heavy as it needed to be for Deadshot. Yeah. Yeah. He, I wanted to see bullets going through skulls, not right. stereotypical alien bad guy number three. It was nice to see Will Smith having fun. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. He, he has a lot of miserable roles. He like like it was. I don't know. I th- this is one of my favorite things I've seen him in in a while. Like, my favorite characters for him. Um, you know who my favorite character in the movie was? Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. Okay, I liked Boomerang a lot, but and this makes me laugh. Oh, is it, I think I know who it is. Slipknot. Slipknot. Oh yeah, the man who can. No, fly my favorite anything. is how he, he didn't get an intro sequence. He shows up. Hey, look, there's Slipknot, <laughs> the man who can climb anything. He's here now, and then boom, he gets wrecked. I thought I missed something. I was like, wait, when did they introduce that guy? And, and then he, he died. So bad, just like slowly gliding up the sides <laughs> of those buildings. Can I actually tell a quick story about Slipknot? Yeah, dude. I have this my coworker at work. We were talking this morning, and I was I mentioned how I saw the movie, and he's like, "You know who I'm really excited to see in that movie oh, is God. um." <laughs> and he was completely sincere, and oh, he was like, man. "This Slipknot." I, he's not in that many of the ads or anything, but I saw him. I looked, and I'm like, he seems like a pretty cool hero. And I just looked at him. <laughs> I just that is such a bummer. He, dude. But he was like, I think I'm pretty sure he something's gonna happen to him because he's not in like anything. There's no action figures of him. Yeah, oh, I just felt so bad. <laughs> what a bummer. Yeah. Um, Apparently, the in the comics, that's, he does the same thing. Like he like it's, but he gets his arm blown off instead of like your head blown off because like mm. they got to get real gritty. This new movie, but... so he can't climb everything anymore. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, the one the character that I had the biggest problem with, and I think this will lead into if we want to discuss the script and the overall plot, was Enchantress. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have a whole rant about Enchantress. The but... To start off with, the team should not have been fighting Enchantress. Yeah. She was destroying ships and buildings and all this other stuff, and then she tries to fist fight the Suicide Squad. Yeah. She also just stands there for the whole movie. She does that weird, like, (laughs) dancing. We're all mimicking the dance she's doing. (laughs) Like, what was that? And I feel bad because I think Cara Delevingne is a really good actress. Yeah. Paper Towns, excellent. Uh, she wasn't given much to do. It wasn't really her voice. But the one cool thing, 
that happened with Enchantress is when June first turns into the Enchantress and that black hand rises through hers yeah. and she morphs that into the cool. witch. Enchantress. Yeah. Enchantress. I think I, I think in terms of having Enchantress be the villain of this movie, I think I don't think DC has earned that yet. Like look That's at a good point. let's look at Marvel. They waited eight years or longer? No, yeah, eight years to introduce magic into this MCU. Mm-hmm. And DC does it in their third movie as the main focus. Like, if they had had Enchantress just as one of the Suicide Squad, well, then that might have worked better. And that's the other thing, too, is my uncle pointed out that Enchantress kind of, they, like, the reason for creating the Suicide Squad is also the reason that it exists. Like, it's, it's really confusing. Yeah, I get what you're like, saying. They, like, they, like, get Enchantress to get everyone together, and then she's the one who, like, causes them to have to get together. Like, it doesn't, it's, yeah. like, It's, like... Yeah. One of those weirdly uh, circular, yeah, cyclical. It's cyclical storytelling. Cyclical. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cyclical. Like Amanda Waller screws up, but like the whole reason it's there is like because she has Enchantress because like she uses that to get Rift Flag to do his bidding, and but he's only doing that because he's in love with Enchantress, and it's like Suicide Squad's here now to fight Enchantress, but really, why are they here? But 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 what? Yeah, yeah. Like, and here's and here's my thing with that. If the Flash exists in this universe and there's this giant global catastrophe happening, why doesn't he just zip over and help him out? Like I know that's a thing you could argue for every superhero movie, but I could buy that if they didn't include him earlier in the film because we could still be like, oh well, maybe he's not the Flash yet. Yeah. You know, maybe he's not the Flash until the Justice yeah, but League. They specifically showed that he is the mm-hmm. Flash, like in the suit, mm-hmm. lightning bolts and everything. Yep. That's a bummer. Uh, it's a good point that they brought magic in so early. They haven't earned it yet. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, this, I mean, I do like magic. I'm not I mad that Enchantress was in this, but to its credit, I thought the magic in it looked really cool and good and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just was like it's a lot to expect from your audience. It was your typical third act CGI fest too, in a lot yeah. of ways. Like going off that, I, in my little list, I have uh, in my plus column it says. Enchantress as a spooky evil dead force, which I thought that was cool. And yeah. then the next thing it says, everything else about Enchantress gets a little X, as in I didn't like everything <laughs> yeah. else about her. Like, yep. like in the beginning, I thought she was real cool, and I was like, ooh, she's like real, like, like kind of pagany and like, yeah. like a witch. And then she like turns into like, you know, the CGI, like hula hooping, like not British voice thing where she's like, yeah, hula hooping. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, Hold is that thing. her voice? I was like, I was really confused. I thought, I thought what happened was that they like she recorded dialogue and they screwed up on the lip syncing, but that's, <laughs> that's not what it was. It was like actually that was a dub, right? Yeah. Also, her her brother was just like another stereotypical. Yeah, CGI. Was, he was he was the destroyer from Thor. He was. <laughs> he was just like I thought they pulled him right out of Thor. Do you know what that character's name is? Apparently. What? What? Incubus. I learned that in Will Ashton's review on here, Heroic Hollywood. Heroic Hollywood. <laughs> Will Ashton, friend of the show. From Love Family Will v Superman. Hi, Will. Called, Thanks, Will Ashton. Hi, Will Ashton. That's what his review said. It was called Incubus. And I was like, he was just some black guy she stole. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not like, you know, trying to get No, it was. That's what I- <laughs> he was just some oh, black man. guy in a suit and then became yeah, a brother. Works. Mm-hmm. Poor guy, yeah. Incubus. Hey, shout out to Will for that. I missed him, missed that in his review, or just not known who it was and skipped over yeah. it. Um, yeah. Okay, let's talk about the script if you want to. 
because I don't think the dialogue was too sharp. It was so exposition heavy because they crammed so much in there. Did you guys like the way they revealed the characters' backstories in the beginning okay. with the words on the screen and things like that? I do accept the fact that Will, that, that Deadshot and Harley Quinn both got two. Like they started with mm-hmm. an intro to them and then they did another intro to them. It didn't make any sense. Yep. Aside from that, though, I liked the like little music and the fonts. Like I thought it was neat. The fonts, yeah. It, re- I, it reminded me of Creed, but except in Creed, yeah, good but like point. Creed did it yeah, way Creed, better. Hell because, yeah, baby! Yeah, I'll talk about Creed all day, dude. Like, <laughs> but in Creed, uh, it stands up for five, like almost like like you can read everything that's on the thing, but like it stands up for it's like their name and like yeah, it's all like stuff you're not supposed to actually read, right? Yeah, and I want to read that. Like yeah, that's like too. you know what I want to do. The but. only one I caught was that boomerang had a unicorn fetish. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, that's funny. Do you remember that that part in the end when Enchantress is showing them all what they truly want out of life? They should have showed Boomerang. Oh, riding a that would have been really oh, funny. Yeah. That would have made the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boomerang's exit when they're all in the bar. He just great leaves. Great timing. <laughs> yeah, great. and then of course he just randomly comes back in. Right. Yeah, they didn't. That was kind of forced. The plot was so stereotypical in some ways. You know, saw everything coming, and the editing didn't help because there were things that would happen. I'd be like, "Wait, where are they? Wait, how did this person get here?" Things like that. I mean, apparently they've said this is the director's cut, but there's also a ton of deleted scenes. But this is the second movie in a row where apparently it's ruined by editing. That means something's going on. Right. Yeah. Um, apparently the cup, like I said, like I guess Ayer always had the intention of making kind of like a darker, you know, movie, and which would have been fine if you know Batman v Superman was the most depressing superhero movie, yeah. like this side of Unbreakable. Um, <laughs> and uh, but like the trailers, you know, made it look like it was like pretty fun, like kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy romp, like you oh, know, yeah. you know, like the, it's like yeah, looks like, like Bohemian the, Rhapsody, right? And like the, it's a very they're very bright and colorful, and like I guess what WB did was they like, kind of had a, like David Ayer do a cut, and then they had the company who made that trailer do a cut. Of, like, yeah, so that's right. I, remember I think that. they went with the the trailers. Trailer Park is that name of the company. Yeah, Tree Park, Park or something Trailer like that. Trailer Park did it. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Um, I've been there. That brings up the action in the film, I thought. Especially for David Ayer, was pretty lame. Oh, yeah. I don't remember it a single wanted, it, it needed to be darker, but it couldn't be darker. And for these characters who are truly the worst heroes ever, they were pretty fucking bad. Like, yeah. boomerang throwing boomerangs. Come on, man. Like he He killed, like, two people. The only thing I remember action-wise is whenever, like, they – it's, like, that first – it's, I think, a pretty well-done scene whenever, like, all the commando dudes go up and they see those alien people. They're like, what the what the fuck is this, dude? And, like, Rick Flagg's like, ah, I don't know. Like, I'm lying to you. Right. And then, like, Will Smith just goes and shoots them all. Like, for, like it's, like, a cool – Yeah, like, that was bit. cool. That's like, the only, like, action beat I that distinctly sticks out to me because it, like, reinforced yeah. character building that had previously happened and, like, you know, that sort of thing. But – um, it just almost felt like there's like too many characters and like a bunch of characters are so similar they kind of like take away each mm-hmm. other's impacts. Like yeah. um, Mark brought up a good point that uh, it's almost like Rick Flag and Deadshot should just be one character or like yeah. their traits should be like in only one character because like Rick Flag is I think they want him to be like the kind of like deadpan like straight man. It's like all these wacky dudes, but he's, he's just a like good guy. Yeah, he's just real boring. And then, like, Will Smith is, like, a way more likable protagonist than, like, because mm-hmm. he's, like, he'd be a better leader of these people, but he, you know, obviously a bad guy doesn't care. So, like, there's kind of... I kinda... like... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, that's, that's all right. So. 
I liked El Diablo except for how by the books his entire arc was. Oh, yeah. God, yes. It was like screenwriting 101. Like, Seriously. He loses his family, and then he doesn't want to use his powers. And then he uses his powers. And, then, and then he sacrifices yeah, himself to be with his family. Yeah. It was so by the books. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, the act, he was good. The actor was good. Yeah, he made it. That's the case with this whole movie. The actor is so good. Mm-hmm. It's the writing that's bringing right. down his characters. Yeah. The only other action beat I remember is when Boomerang throws that surveillance boomerang and they all watch it on his Samsung cell phone. <laughs> like this? It's more like Samsung Squad. This Samsung uh, cell phone. Nice, nice, Dan. Yep. Dan, are you sponsored by WB? <laughs> I'll take $175 million. That's how much it costs to make this movie. I'll just take it. Um, I think the action was what I was definitely most disappointed in. And I want to talk about the soundtrack oh my god can i please how can I please? desperately this movie wants to be guardians of the galaxy can i please say something about the soundtrack Go okay yeah all right so they start off with like okay so um in my negative list there's like okay so it says the enchantress x the joker x tone x and then it says this whole movie is basically a music video x and then the next thing it says like holy shit stop with these fucking music cues it's pissing me off like i was like watch right? the movie and it's just like all right, so now they're playing, you know, I, I forget how they played it. I just remember, like, being really pissed when it's, like, Spirit of the Sky started playing during that, like, Yeah, Spirit that was when I got I pissed, like, too. stop! Like, oh, my God, I don't need, like, like they played, like, Black... I thought the Black Skinhead one was, like, pretty good, but it was, it's, like, a little bit too topical, almost. Like, it's too, like, it's going to date that movie real fast, because, like, that's already kind of an old song, because, like, Life of Pablo has already come out. But, like... I just was just so like what 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 are all the songs played? So there's a black skinhead thing during Will Smith. There's too many to name. I, there's too many, be- and they don't they don't fade out. They right. don't cut away. They it, don't edit on the beat. They just go right into the next one. So they each character can have a song. They can cram as many songs in there as they can. I'll be honest. It didn't bug me that much in the movie, but now thinking back, it was a little annoying. But like during the movie, so my little sister even noticed it. Yeah. She's like, she's like, there was too much music sometimes. Like, is there even a score for this movie? Did like someone? Did someone? There sit was down no. And, there was. I noticed. I remember it. there was. It was, it was very. Right. It was very basic, though. Uh huh. And, and, and especially compared to like how good the score was for Batman versus Superman, like in such a dreary movie, the score was like the shining beacon. This mm-hmm. score was just so generic. I think Stephen Price did it, and he. You have to let me see. I want to see who did this score. I think it was Stephen Price who won an Oscar for Gravity. And which was a fantastic score. It was him, and he also did The World's End, which has another great score. Yeah. I don't know what he did this, he did wrong this time, but it was. Yeah, I don't It could just be an, ed- it could be an editing know. thing, you know? Yeah, it could be an editing thing. I only remember like There wasn't two, enough of a score. Yeah, I only remember like two instances of score, so mm-hmm. maybe they like yeah. cut a lot of his score out. I imagine all those music cues either I, I either was something either in the beginning or like they always plan on doing, or it was something that like masked the like. 45 minutes where they cut from this movie to like help mm-hmm. move it along like maybe also it's a very dreary movie there's like no sense of urgency it's maybe they had to be like zap some energy into the movie but yeah it was too distracting would you guys want to see a sequel yes yeah I think it's, I think it's a solid start yeah I agree yeah I would if, if they can get the tone right and uh, get some maybe a better writer in there yeah I would like to and see if, a if they you know it's funny. It's like the same thing with Warcraft, Dan. It was a great foundation. And right. It was a flawed foundation, but now they've got these characters set up. Yeah. If they can just fix the problems, mm-hmm. yeah. make a better movie, it will, because the roster's there, the yeah. talent is there. Mm-hmm. And again, that's what we said about Man of Steel. Yeah. Well. 
Maybe brought a better screener on for uh, Batman vs Superman. So that's like the they brought Chris Terrio. Justice and League. Terrio's rating Justice League. All right, so that's what that's what my next question is. What? How does this make you feel about Justice League? Because I was very excited for Justice League before this movie. Okay. Let me backtrack. I was very excited when I first saw that Justice League trailer, and then I remembered that Zack Snyder always makes good trailers, mm-hmm. and that I was really excited for Man of Steel, and that I was really excited for Dawn of Justice. So, as always, I am extremely cautiously excited for Justice League, but after Suicide Squad, I don't think there's any hope in sight. I disagree. Um, to an extent. Uh, first of all, I just want to say, dear DC... Can you guys please make a good movie? Like, a really good movie. Please. Just please. It, you, just one. Just one. Give me one. Like, it doesn't have... You don't have to worry about competing with Marvel. Just, like, make a good movie. It, please, DC. Do it for Matt. Do it for Matt. <laughs> That's all I want. I want to Hashtag point, do it for Matt, DC. Do it for Matt, DC. Uh, I just want to point out some numbers real quick before I go to my Justice please League do. spiel. I love numbers, dude. All right. So, even with all the, like... There were hardly any positive reviews. Obscenely negative word of mouth for this movie. Mm-hmm. It still made one hundred thirty-three million dollars, mm-hmm. but it Imagine made like it made like sixty-five million its first night. Dropped forty-one percent on mm-hmm. Saturday. You know Sim- how bad it's going to do this weekend. Similarly, similarly that uh, similarly, Batman vs Superman dropped thirty-nine percent between Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie that. Uh, Suicide Squad beat only dropped 18% between Friday and Saturday. Damn, that is a great statistic, Dan. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. That's the thing. And and, and this is actually a growing thing with our culture I've seen reports about is the fact that largely thanks to Twitter and social media, there's a strong demand for quality coming in movies because Mm -hmm. movies that get bad Rotten Tomato scores don't do as well in the box office. And Like, like, badly. Like, it's noticeable. Go ahead, Dan. Like, like, all right, so Matt, if you were just, like, you know how, like, people were so pumped for this movie. Like, I mean, like, mm-hmm. like we're, like, not the, like, typical, like, movie-going audience, obviously. But, like, I know a lot of people who, like, aren't super into comics were super excited for Suicide Squad. So yeah, same here. They right, weren't right. deterred by the bad reviews. But just imagine if it got, like, decent reviews. If it got, like, a 70%, it would have been, like... Oh yeah, it's like worth seeing. Like, go ahead and see mm-hmm. it. It would have made like way more money. Like, you know, oh, what yeah, I mean? be like go like, see it. Yeah, like Matt good. brought up during our Batman vs Superman review. If like DC just made like okay movies, they'd make way more money. Like, imagine if they were making like just okay movies. Like, instead of making like these horribly edited movies, they were making just, like competent, a competent movie, like a competent blockbuster, yeah. like sixty percent Rotten Tomatoes. Like the casual audience would probably be super all about it, and like they tell their friends who aren't super into comics, like, "Oh yeah, go see it. It's super sweet. Like it's you know, Batman, Superman movie. Like the Joker and Harley Quinn are in a movie. Like go see it. Exactly. Like, that's like all it takes. And like it's just like, look at that. I don't work at a studio. I don't know the things that go into movies, but like I could guess. And another thing that kills it is a lot of these box office returns. Like the reason Guardians made so much money, and the reason. The Avengers make so much money is because not only are they really good movies, but they're so good that people go watch them again because they're for a good time. You know, you yeah. can go to the movies and just relax and have fun. I can't relax and have fun while watching a DC movie. Matt, how many times have you, did you see uh, Civil War? Twice. No, three times. How three many times. times did you see Age of Ultron? Twice. Like, no, exactly. Like Matt, times. yeah, yeah. Matt's seen. He's seen up. Like Matt does this thing where, like, this is like the perfect example. It's like Matt has friends. Like he'll like see it, like you know, with us, and then he'll go home to Pittsburgh, 
and he'll have friends like I haven't seen it, then Matt will go with him to see it again because they're right. good enough. I saw to the see Amazing Spider-Man two three times. <laughs> okay, that's kind of a poor example. But, I know, like, but I, you get the idea. Yeah, I totally get what you mean. I won't see Suicide Squad again. No, right. I I tried to watch Batman v Superman because a friend gave me a digital code and I couldn't get through it. No, have you, have you guys seen the the director's cut yet? No, we were waiting to watch it together. I think right. All right. But yeah, we could do a podcast time. on that. Anyway, yeah. let's talk about finally where this places the DC Extended Universe. How did you feel about the tie-ins, the cameos, and the state of the universe? I did a total 180 in The Flash. If you remember from the uh, Batman yeah, You didn't like him. He was my least favorite. Like One of my least favorite things about Batman Superman. I thought that cameo was so stupid. But I, I popped. I got super excited in movie theater whenever. Actually, for two things. First for the Flash cameo, and then the second for the Alex Ross like Harley Quinn Joker tuxedo. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was yeah, that great. I was like freaking out that part. More then, stuff like that, DC. Come yeah. on, um, they had her in the Jester suit. The with it. Right, it's like I was so excited to see that. Like, have some fun making your movies. Geez, like just you, you take 150 million dollars, have some fun, and watch you make a billion dollars. Like you know, like I don't know. Guys, people thought Dawn of Justice was going to top Force Awakens, and it didn't even break a billion. Right. Dude, I just – yeah, I was thinking about that coming in. Like, that movie would have made a billion dollars if it was okay. Like, you know Oh, yeah, mean? dude. It's it's Batman and Superman. The two biggest heroes. Of all time. On screen together for the first time. We made $800 million. Martha. With Don't China. Martha. Box Don't office worry. revenues in it. Martha. Great. Yeah, chi- the lack of China is going to hurt Suicide Squad. Right. Big time. Because that's what saved Warcraft. You know, mm-hmm. I think Warcraft is a great comparison. Right. They're both in the 20s on Rotten Tomatoes. They're both introducing a shit ton of characters right. and expensive. Yeah. Well, I, if, I, if I may put in my two cents about the DC universe as a whole, um, I, I, as I said earlier, I like the way that they're handling the whole, like, let's play with the toys in the toy box. Let's show these characters. Um, but again, I just really wish they would make a good movie. And I, I mean... Not just based on the trailer about Justice League, but based on the set visit those journalists did like a month before that trailer came out, I'm hopeful. But just like Corey, I'm cautiously hopeful because I just – I don't know. I, I don't know how much, many more of these I can do is the thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I know I, – I'm super against the idea of superhero fatigue. Like these people are like, oh, you're, it's going to get old. The bubble's going to burst. Um but I'm starting to get DC fatigue because I just can't keep having my heart broken. It's been three movies. It's, not, it's bad <laughs> movie three fatigue. Three movies, you know? dude. Like that's what's yeah. so crazy. But it's it's like I said. We're fine watching superhero movies as long as they're entertaining yeah, and competently made. We keep saying the word competent. Competent. That's all we need. And that's so sad. Yeah. The fact that we have to. We're not asking for greatness. We're asking asking for a competent film. Yeah. Just, you guys got any last words? Um, let me see. Oh, speaking of DC Universe, uh, I think Wonder Woman looks pretty dope. I'm, yeah. real, I'm actually really excited for Wonder Woman. Um, yeah. I'm excited that they have another crack at right. a solo film. Exactly. Yeah, um, and Justice League looks like that trailer was made specifically to, like, appease fans. Yeah. So I'm not – that's almost, like, non-canon at this point for me. Though, yeah. Jason Momoa looks like a badass. I'm so yeah. excited for Aquaman. Um, but, Yeah. Ben Affleck I, again, yeah, was made oh, to be Batman. Give me, give me the Batfleck. Oh god, he was his day. like two scenes in this 
fantastic. Oh, that's why I said I, I, my sister was like, "What's his favorite part of the movie?" I said, "Batman." She goes, "He wasn't even in the movie," and I was like, "Oh, yeah, he was." <laughs> um, also, Viola Davis. She oh, yeah, Viola she Davis was awesome. It. We haven't talked about her, but like, what could be said about Viola Davis hasn't already been said. She owns everything she's ever in. So, although I do want to say really quickly, I read a very interesting article on Collider that argued that the post credit scene undoes a lot of her character development because she's a character who's ruthless and uses leverage, mm-hmm. and she knows that Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne is Batman yeah. and yeah. doesn't use it and caves right. into him. Yeah. Well, maybe because Suicide Squad, or her Enchantress thing, her plot failed so poorly that she's kind of lost that leverage. I don't know. Um, You know, I I thought they were going to kill her in that plane crash. And I was like, man, DC kills Amanda Waller every time she shows up in movies. Because she was in, (laughs) she's a Green Lantern. And, like, I don't know if she does, but I'm pretty sure she, like, Angela Bassett plays her. killed her off on Arrow. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers. Yeah. Um, Dude, no. I did not like Arrow's version of Amanda Waller. I hear Arrow is just she awful She was now. like 15 years old. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Arrow has become the Felicity show. That's what I've heard, Felicity yeah. Felicity Friends. The Flash, on the other hand, is fantastic. So Supergirl, they're going to tie him into the same universe. Yeah, this new TV Superman looks dope. Did you see that like photo shoot of him like tearing off the suit and becoming Superman? Yeah, it looks great. That was sweet. Did you guys see the poster that came out that says Superman is coming in Supergirl? <laughs> Oh, no, that's hilarious. Yeah, it came out today. (laughs) It says Superman. It says, is coming in, bold letters, and then Supergirl. That's horrible. They're cousins. That's weird. (laughs) Anyway, let's let's go around and give Suicide Squad a rating out of 10. Matt? I'm somewhere between five and five and a half. Okay, Dan? Five. I'm going to go with 4.5. Ooh. So we're, we're all, agree- so we're all in agreement, point. basically. Yeah. See, that's the thing with Rotten Tomato scores everybody bitches yeah. about. It's not people saying it's, it's a it's a two out of ten. No. It's twenty six people saying it's above a six out of ten. Right. Yeah. It's kind of hard to quantify. I think that the best thing to do is to like, if you're gonna like look at Rotten Tomato, go to top critics and then like look at what their rating is. You'll see a lot of twos oh, yeah. out of fours, a lot of one point fives out of four. Mm-hmm. That's a really good barometer for a movie. There's a lot of garbage critics yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. That's why I always go There's also critics. critics who give bad reviews just to get clicks. Like yep. I remember when Boyhood was at 100%, mm-hmm. its first negative review came from a blog nobody had heard of. Mm-hmm. And the dude got clicks. Well, they're also, though, if you, you can also separate the thermometer based on yeah. all critics and then top critics. Um, That's true. While but, we're ta- I, I, don't mean, I know we're kind of wrapping up, but I, I, there's a topic I'd like to address really quickly. I saw a few tweets... I saw there, – there were a couple of tweets from this guy that I follow and he was saying like – you know, let me just actually pull up the tweets because I want to read okay. them because I'm really, really conflicted about them. So here are the tweets. Um, it just says, idea, if the consensus is that a movie sucks, maybe don't go and see it if your only motivation is to make up your own mind about it. Like if you really think you'll enjoy it despite the bad reviews, then go for it. Otherwise, you're only voting for more films you'll hate. All of which is my long-winded way of saying that I'm not going to see Suicide Squad. Apologies for the opinions and whatnot. And I'm really conflicted about this because, like, part of me is like, no, screw that. Form your own opinions. But then the thing that he brings up is the fact that you're paying money and it's a vote for the movie. That's an age-old debate. I have a cousin, Ben. He's Daniel's older brother. You guys know Daniel. Ben! He did not see Suicide Squad. He's a huge comic book fan. He's just like me. And... He didn't see Independence Day 2. He didn't see Warcraft. And I saw all of those opening weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I just like to go. I like to form my own opinions. And I like to see everything. He goes, no, do vote with your wallet. 
if you want them to start making crap movies, you have to start giving them money for making crap movies. And it's just two sides of a coin. Yeah, there's that old quote from that show, The Critic, with John Lovett says, "If you want Hollywood to stop making bad movies, stop going to see bad movies." But the thing is, like, there's always that like disconnect between like the casual audience and like the critic audience. Yeah. I would put us all in the critic audience camp. Obviously, we're like avid film watchers. We like study film studies and everything and film history. Um, but I just think like I don't know if I agree. With like, what if you just like really like Harley Quinn? And you want yeah, to see Harley yeah. Quinn in a movie? Like, also, I spent five dollars to see this movie, so I think I, if I spent like eleven, I'd probably hate this movie more. But I spent yeah. five dollars because I live in you know rural Ohio. <laughs> but I um, also, I think that the 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 graph or the, the stats that you brought up earlier, Dan, about the um, how like opening day it did this, but on Saturday it dropped forty one percent. I think that's a point in the favor of forming your own opinions. And there's also people who refuse to read reviews before they see movies. Yeah, that too. So there's people I've seen people stare at posters and argue which one to go see tonight. Granted, they're usually old people, but. Still, that's a thing. Still, it's, it's, yeah, it's, some people don't don't yeah. care. But yeah. They, anyway, so night. It's, it's it's not like I'm seeing a movie. It's like I'm spending the night out. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some people, everybody views movies differently. Obviously, so I don't agree with that guy. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I don't think I do either. Because here's the thing: is like if it's more like opening weekend. If like you're kind of te- like tenuous, like whatever. But then, like it's not going to make money anyway. So like Warner Brothers is not going to fast track a. Suicide Squad sequel if it makes six hundred million worldwide, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you t- yeah. in order to guarantee success, you make a billion dollars now. So, because mm-hmm. movies cost so much money to make, so I think that guy, I think his head's in the right place, but it's a little bit like he's misses I, the point a little bit. I'm sorry, I know we're trying to wrap up, but I just thought of the other thing I wanted to say. Say it, baby. I'm glad that DC isn't rebooting. Um, fuck it, reboot. Well, okay, I think. That and this is what I wanted to ask for you guys' opinions about. What if they kept parts of this universe and just pretended other parts didn't happen? Like, what like if they what? give us a reimagined Joker and just pretend that the Jared Leto Joker wasn't in this or whatever? Like, how would that be fine with me? <laughs> yeah, because I, think... I don't want to my Batfleck movie to be with Jared Leto. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't. Want... I get. I get one good Batfleck movie. <laughs> So, and I do not want it to be wasted. You don't want the get rich or die trying version of the, the Joker in the Batfleck movie, is what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <sighs> I like that's the thing. I don't I don't want them to reboot cuz we're in and we have these great actors. Like that's the biggest thing is that we have these fantastic like, like Henry Cavill is Superman. He's perfect, mm-hmm. but they've given him Jack to do. And I love that you don't swear. I think it's hilarious. Sorry. I don't know. It's it's, it's like nice. Like I swear all the time. I think it's nice to have a little balance of like – but I think if anything, instead of like, you know, ignoring like Leto's Joker, just like have him come back but just like rewrite his character. He was in the movie for 10 minutes. Exactly. You could just find a way to – tattoos. Yeah. Like have him fall into a vat chemical again and get rid of his tattoos. That's all you have to do. Hey, yeah. That's all you got to do. Like or – I don't, I don't know. know. I'd be so okay with that. Right. Even if they just have him show up and they just like don't address the fact that he was like that before, I think mm-hmm. it would work for me. Act like Su- Well, Suicide Squad is a sequel to Batman vs Superman, but you could also make it kind of like a 
ignore a lot of things that happen. That's happened before in films. That's series, another so. thing. My uncle, when we saw this, he hadn't seen Batman versus Superman yet, and the movie starts. They're like, since Superman died. Oh yeah. Like, oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, I, I had forgot. to remember my friends who didn't see it, and I was yeah. like, oh hey, Superman died yeah, at the end like, of Dawn of Justice. At the end of Dawn of Justice, Superman dies. I forgot Superman died. Dawn of <laughs> Justice. I should tell you how much that movie stuck with me. Uh, I didn't forget. All right, boys. It's been fun. Oh, yeah. Suicide Squad wasn't, but I'm glad we got to talk about it. Right. Yeah. I've been talking to you guys all summer. Yeah, it feels good. Mm-hmm. This was a cathartic discussion. Yeah, you know, even if nobody listens to us, I just like talking. I listen to us. I listen to us while we run. My dad listens to us, so. There we go. That's My cousin Jeremy. Shout out to Jeremy. He just had a kid. I hope. Oh, you hope. You show your daughter. This podcast. And, and hey, also shout out to Will because I know Will always listens. Hey, what's up, Will, my boy? <laughs> I look forward to talking to you about Sausage Party because I usually talk to I've Will. I've seen that with days. him on Wednesday. Oh, lucky bastard. Sorry. Anyway. All right. See you for Doctor Strange. Good night, world. <laughs> Are you serious? Spider crimes, spider crimes, reading comic books all the time. Are they good? You decide when you listen to spider crimes. Hey there, where? These are the spider crimes.